Hello, good morning. This is Rick Pena, and I'm bringing you today's word for December 12, 22. So it's 12, 12, 22. Listen, on this morning, I, I just got up giving God praise. We just got back from the Dominican Republic. My wife and I, for those of you that follow me on social media, you saw it was amazing. It was a great trip. We got to see the, the church construction is almost complete. The school construction is already complete. Uh, we still have to build a basketball court. We're going to put like a basketball court and a little soccer court for the kids to play. And uh, no, we're super excited. We got to do a couple of baptisms on Saturday. And so a couple of members of our church who have accepted Jesus as Lord had never been baptized. And so we went down into the river, did those baptisms. And uh, to God be the glory for the things he has done. I'm super excited. I'm back. Got a lot of stuff to do this week. This is going to be a busy week as we head into like, bam, Christmas break. And so this will be the last week of today's word for this year uh, because I need to take a break as well. And as I share some things with you, uh, I pray that you get ready to receive. So I've been teaching a series entitled Pursuing Grace-Based Success, where God wants us to be a success. God wants us uh, to, to be the men, the women that he called us to be from the foundations of the world. This is part 53 of the overall series. The title of today's message is, Your Ask is Too Small. Listen, look at me for a minute. Let me tell you something. When you come to God, I, I'm going to tell you right now. You're asking too small. You got to ask on, on, on God's level. You got to dream God-sized dreams. For many believers, your ask is too small. So what I'm going to do today through the Holy Spirit, through the Word of God, is going to expand your capacity to believe God, where you can start asking God for stuff that only God can do, right? And so put that in the chat. Say it even right now. Say, say I open my heart to God's grace. Put it in the chat. Say, I start asking God for things that only God can can do. Get ready to receive the word this morning. All right, so let's get into the word for this morning. Let me tell you what I was thinking about this morning. So Isabella and I, years ago, when the Lord told us in 2015 to like um, to, to basically to start ministering to, to Haitian children in La Vega in the Dominican Republic, Isabella had already been on missions trips. Isabella, you know, by the grace of God, that's her heart. She'd been to Haiti. She's been to Mexico. She's been to Mozambique. Uh, but when the Lord impressed it upon our hearts to start doing something for these kids that we saw that there was a definite need, and the Lord said, yeah, we'll do something about it. We didn't know where the money was going to come from. We didn't know where we were going to get land. We didn't know how we were going to do construction. We didn't know we didn't know any of those things, but we just opened our heart to believe. And, and, and then uh, this weekend, as we were there, and I was looking at the school and the church and all of that, and see the kids running around. And some of those kids have been with us since they were seven years old. Now they're 13 years old. 14 and I'm like, oh my God. And they're like, yeah, we've seen the growth. Thank you so much. And, you know, just all the partners and supporters. I'm convinced that believers think too small. I'm convinced that that a lot of believers, Christians who call themselves believers, they come to God for assistance instead of a manifestation of his supernatural power. I want you to put this in the chat. Say this, say this. I don't just ask God for assistance and then put a comma and say, I ask God for the supernatural. I'm not just asking God for assistance. Oh God, it's like people see God like an assistant. Oh God, can you help me with this? 
Oh, God can't. No, no, God is God, dude. I mean, like God sits on the circle of the earth. Stop asking God for stuff that's small. Stop, start asking God, start dreaming God-sized dreams and ask for the manifestation of supernatural power. Say amen to that. You got to open up your heart to the power of God. Open up your heart to the grace of God. Let's talk about it. So our foundational scriptures for this morning, really for the whole series, Ephesians chapter two, verses eight through 10, the Bible says, I mean that you were saved by grace. All you did was believe. Eternal life is a free gift given to everyone everywhere. And those that receive it, receive eternal life. It's a gift. You don't do anything to earn it. All you do with a gift is receive it. So you're not saved by the things that you've done. You you have nothing to boast about. God has made us what we are. In Christ Jesus, God made us a new creation so that we could spend the remainder of our days doing the good works that God had before ordained for us to do. And so that's good works. What does that mean? That means that I have work to do. Say that. Say, I have work to do and you have work to do, and God ordained for us to do this work, and we're going to do this work while we're in the land of the living. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verses 30 and 31, the Bible says, God has united you with Christ Jesus. Now, for our benefit, God made him, Christ Jesus, to become wisdom itself, and he made us right with him. So say this out loud, I am the righteousness of God, right? So he made us right with him, and he made us pure and holy, freed us from sin. All of that is because of Jesus. None of that is because of us. Verse 31 says, therefore, if you're going to boast, your boast has to be in him. It's all about him. It's not about us. And 2 Timothy 1 and 9, the Bible says, God saved us and called us with a holy calling, not according to our own works, but according to his own purpose and grace, which he gave us in Christ Jesus before the beginning of time. So he did all of that for me from the foundations of the world. We've been looking at Daniel. We looked at Daniel chapter one, then we looked at Daniel chapter two, and I stopped at verse 16 chapter 2 and verse 16. Today, I'm going to cover Daniel chapter 2, verses 17 through 19. So let's continue with the story. We're learning from Daniel. In Friday's message, Daniel found out that King Nebuchadnezzar ordered him and his friends to be killed. They kind of got caught up in the fray. King Nebuchadnezzar, you know the story. He told his wise men, his magicians, his sorcerers, hey, give me, tell me what the dream is that I got from, I got a dream. I want you to tell me what the dream is and then the interpretation of the dream. They said, well, tell me what the dream is first and then I'll give you the interpretation. He said, no, tell me the dream and the interpretation. If not, I'm going to have you killed and your house is burned down and there'll be nothing but ashes that remain. And they said, well, Mr. King, what you're asking is too hard. Now, I mean, no human can do it. Only gods can do that and gods don't dwell with people. And so he, he had them killed and their houses burned down. And then in the fray, like the second and third order effects, Daniel and his friends were lined up to be killed as well. And, and, and so they was like, no, 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 no. Dan so Daniel goes to the king. It's like, hold on for a minute, Mr. King. I didn't know any, anything about this. What's the problem? He said, he's like, okay, fine. Before you kill us, hold on for a minute. Just give me an opportunity. Let me go home. I'm going to talk to my God. My God, he's God. And he, besides him, there is no other. Let me go holler at, at my God. And when I come back, God is going to tell me what your dream is and also the interpretation of the dream. And that's where we pick up the story. So the Bible says, so Daniel went to his house. He told his friends, Hananiah, Mishael, and Azariah, later known as Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He tells his friends, hey, this is what's happening. And we're lined up to die, but the devil is alive. Gee, you know, I'm not going to die. And so he, he said, hey, guys, we need to pray. Daniel asked his friends to pray to God. They prayed to the God of heaven. They prayed for the God of heaven to be kind to them and to help them understand the secret, basically to reveal to them what is humanly impossible, to basically tell me what the dream was that the king had. Then Daniel and his friends would not be killed and neither would the other wise men of, of, of Babylon, other people. So during the night, God explained the secret to Daniel in a vision. And Daniel praised God from heaven. So in, in, in the night, 
Daniel, God explained the secret to Daniel in a vision. So God basically played the dream for Daniel in a vision. And when he got up the next morning, I'll, I'll continue the story tomorrow, but he stopped right there and he gave God praise for manifesting himself. He gave God praise for doing what only God could do. So what does this mean for you today? All right, I have a few things to share with you this morning. And as I get into these things, I really want you to open up your heart to receive a few things. Number one, here we go. The grace of God gives you uncommon boldness. I want you to put this in the chat and say it out loud. The grace of God gives me uncommon boldness. I'm able to be humble and bold at the same time. When I walk with God and God walks with me, yes, I walk with a level of humility, but I also walk with a level of boldness. The more you walk with God and God walks with you, then when something happens like it happened for them, you will have a level of boldness. You develop a fighting spirit. Say that. Say, I develop a fighting spirit. So Daniel didn't take this thing lying down. Daniel didn't just accept what the king said. Oh, King Nebuchadnezzar. Oh, King, live forever. Thou hast decided to have us killed. Oh, okay. We're good with that. He was like, no, I'm not good with that. I'm not just going to accept what you said. Just because I'm a Christian doesn't mean I'm a punk. I'm not going to I'm not going to bow down to everything that happens. Everything that happens is not God's will. He said, "No, no, no, no. The devil is a liar. I'm not accepting that." He went to the king and he asked for an opportunity. He had a fighting spirit. He said, "Give me a chance. Let me go talk to my God. And my God can do what the what the God of these sorcerers could not do. My God will tell me what your dream is and my God will give me the interpretation of the dream." When you walk with God and God walks with you, you will have uncommon boldness because at that point your confidence is not in you. Your confidence is in God. Me, being a Christian doesn't mean that you have to be a pushover. Far too many Christians uh, th think that that like me being meek means that I have to be weak. No, no, no. Me being meek means that I have the power to do something. I'm just controlling myself. And so I know what to do and what not to do. The grace of God will empower you to be humble and to be bold at the same time. Daniel was humble enough to acknowledge the fact Hey, Mr. King, what you're asking is not human. What you're asking is something that I can't do. But hold on for a minute. Let me go talk to my God. He was humble enough to acknowledge the limits of his humanity. He was humble enough to acknowledge that it wasn't about him. He was humble enough to say, listen, there's some things that I can't do. But he also was bold enough to say, but there's... God can do all things. There's nothing that my God can't do. You got to be humble and bold at the same time. You, you got to acknowledge the limits of your humanity, but at the same time, believe God for the manifestation of his supernatural power. God can give you that same level of confidence. May you walk in the a level of confidence and boldness that is uncommon down here in this world because your confidence will be in God. You have to have uncommon confidence, especially in impossible or seemingly impossible situations. Say amen to that. Number two. And so let me tell you something uh, about that, even from the first point. When you're facing something, when you're facing a difficult situation, when you're facing something that seems seemingly impossible, you got to have a level of confidence. I've seen people raise up in hospital rooms where, where the doctor said, that's all we can do. Where, where the doctors who are just practicing medicine, they, they've run out of ideas and, or where, where lawyers have said that that's all we can do or whatever. Like I've seen people raise up with a level of confidence, say, no, that this is not what God said to me and I'm not going to accept it. I'm not going to refuse it. You can walk with uncommon boldness. Say amen to that. All right, number two, you are never without hope. Say that. Say, I am never without hope. Say, I am never hopeless. I'm never, I don't know about you, but I am never hopeless because I am never helpless. King Nebuchadnezzar was asking for something that was humanly impossible. And if you looked at this thing from a human possibility perspective, 
It was hopeless. It was a hopeless situation. But our God is not limited to the to human capabilities. Our our God is not limited to our humanity. Daniel had hope because his God is a God of hope. And, and, and he believed in a God who can do all things. Say that. Say, my God can do all things. There's nothing that my God can't do. So I am never hopeless because I am never helpless. God is on me and in me and with me and for me. When the doctors say they've done all they can do, when the lawyers say, hey, we've tried everything that we could try, God can still intervene and do what they could not do. Medical professionals can fail you and lawyers can mess up your case, but God can succeed where they have failed. The sorcerers and the soothsayers, they, the magicians, they couldn't do it. But these three Hebrew boys and Daniel, they stepped in and said, we could do what they could not do because God is on us and in us and with us and for us. Listen, look at me for a minute. As long as there's a God in heaven, there is hope on the earth. As long as there's a God in heaven, there's hope on the earth. Say amen to that. Put that in the chat. As long as there's a God in heaven, then there's hope on the earth. I have hope because of God. My hope is in him. My hope is established in his power, his goodness, his grace, his favor. My hope is not in me. I'm not that good. I'm not that smart. My hope is in him. Say amen to that. Number three, when you have a situation that exceeds human ability, human possibilities, then you need to pray. As a believer, we need to go back to praying. So we need to go back to believing God for the supernatural. Daniel and his friends ask God, the God in heaven, the God that sits on the circle of the earth, the God that knows all things, is in all places at the same time, is in every time at the same time. He asked for this God for to manifest the impossible, for the impossible to become possible for them. And that's the type of faith you got to have. Say that. Say, I live by faith. I'm living by a faith that believes in the... I can see the invisible. I can believe for the impossible. What is impossible in this world is still possible for me because God is on me and in me and with me and for me. And through prayer, God can do what I can't do. Through prayer, God can go where I can't go. Come on now. We serve a God that can go. where Your prayers can go where you can't go. Your prayers can do what you can't do. We serve a God that wants to manifest himself in our lives. And in many cases, he's looking for our agreement in prayer. In many cases, what he's looking for is for us to set our faith in agreement with God in prayer. Say that. Say it out loud. Say, I set my faith in agreement with my God for the supernatural. God already knows. Listen, this is what the Bible teaches. Look at me. God already knows what you need before you ask. But the Bible teaches that we still need to ask. So Rick, why do you, what do I need to ask? Well, God already knows what you need before you ask, but the Bible teaches that we still need to ask. The Bible teaches that we have not because we ask not. We must ask in faith, without a doubt, without wavering. Come on now. And rooted and grounded in the grace of God, believing that the impossible can become possible for us. Say that the impossible is possible for me. Listen, I, I'm looking at somebody right now who's dealing with either themselves or a family member that's dealing with very difficult situations where doctors and lawyers and bankers and all of that said, this is not going to work out. And I'm telling you that God can do what man can't do. You got to believe God for the impossible and you need to ask. Stop just sitting back and saying, well, if it's God's will, he'll do it. No, open up your mouth and ask in faith without a doubt, without wavering, say amen to that. I'm encouraging you this morning. Number four, when you pray, you got to pray from a position of grace. When you do pray, you got to pray from a position of grace. Daniel and his friends, they asked the God of heaven 
to help them in a way that 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 his supernatural power would be manifested on this planet. They said, hey, God in heaven, the, the king has a secret. There's no way in our humanity that we can find the secret out, but I know that you can tell us what this secret is. The Hebrew boys were not commanding God. The Hebrew boys were asking God for, for his grace to be manifested. And you must pray like that. You must pray in faith. You must pray without a doubt. And remember, you're not commanding God. You're not telling him what to do. That would be like the tail wagging the dog. What you are doing is you're coming to God in faith and you're believing God, this God in heaven, that he can do all things in heaven, that you're asking God for those things, what's in heaven to be manifested on the earth. You're praying, Lord, on earth as it is in heaven. Your kingdom has come. Your will shall be done. Where? On earth. How? As it is in heaven. Father, in heaven, there's no sickness. I'm praying against sickness down here. Father, in heaven, there's no lack. I'm praying against lack down here. Come on now. I'm setting my faith in agreement on earth as it is in heaven. He was saying, Daniel and the boy said, listen, on in heaven, I, 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 could, I could find out what somebody's dream is. In heaven, like, like the supernatural could tap uh, into some stuff and allow me to see what I could not see in my humanity. Now, but I'm down here on the earth. I'm not in heaven. But Father, as it is in heaven, so let it be on this planet. Tell me what the dream is. He went to sleep and while he was sleeping, God gave him a vision and God told him what the dream was. I'm telling you, listen, you can't just sit back and be like, well, if it's God's will, then uh, I guess it'll just, you know, God, God's going to do what God's going to do. No, God is looking for your agreement. God is looking for your cooperation. For God to operate in your life, he's looking for you to cooperate with him and say this, say, I cooperate with God with faith, by faith. I am setting my faith in agreement with heaven. My faith taps into the grace of God and that's how I live the grace life. Say amen to that. Number five, believe God for the supernatural. Stop dreaming small. Put that in the chat right now. I stop dreaming small. You got to stop dreaming small. Daniel was not afraid to ask for something that was impossible. He wasn't. He, he, and not only did he ask for something that was impossible, he believed that God was going to do, that God was going to do it, that God was going to manifest. Far too many people, Christians, they ask God, first of all, they don't grasp the enormity of God's power. Like, 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 it's almost like, once again, I, like I started, they're asking God for assistance instead of asking God for the manifestation of, of a supernatural power. It's like Christians don't believe in the enormity of God's power. They're just, oh, God, can you help me with this? No, I'm saying, God, can you do what only you can do? I mean, stop dreaming small. Let's believe God. And then when you start walking with God by the grace of God, being led by the Holy Spirit, the Holy Spirit will cause you to dream God-sized dreams. The Holy Spirit will cause you to believe on God's level. The Holy Spirit will start will cause you to start dreaming for stuff that you've never dreamt before, that you that you would dream on a level that you've never dreamt. Why? Because now you're getting to the point where you believe what God believes about you. Put that in the chat. I believe what God believes about me. And so, so listen, I'm not saying that I've arrived. I'm not there, but I'm not where I used to be. I'm believing what God believes about me. I've already exceeded every imagination I had as a child. Isabella and I, every, the wildest dream. If you would have took me as a child, Isabella as a child, me growing up in Brooklyn, her growing up in Dominica, what is your wildest dream? What is your wildest dream? As a child, our reality today far exceeds our wildest dreams already. And so now God is causing us to dream bigger, to believe on a, on a different level, to believe what he believes about us, to, to believe God for the supernatural, to believe God to do things, to advance his kingdom plans and purposes on the earth. Listen, 
this is what God has called us to do. I know we could just be focused on us. Isabella and I could just be focused on going on vacation and doing our thing and just focused on our kids. But God says, no, I want you to dream bigger. And so God wants us to advance his kingdom plans and purposes on this planet. And for that to happen, you have to believe what God believes about you. You have to believe in the supernatural and then expect for it to happen. You must pray in faith without a doubt, without wavering, and then expect that the supernatural shall be natural for you. It's already done in heaven. It's only a matter of time before it happens on the earth. Say amen to that. All right. After all of that, when God does it, don't forget to say thank you. I'll close here and then we'll pick up the story from here tomorrow. Don't forget to say thank you. During the night, the Bible says, God explained the secret to Daniel in a vision. And when Daniel woke up, the first thing he did was he gave God praise. The first thing he did was he gave God praise. God wants you to ask in faith, without a doubt, without wavering, believing. But when God does what he said, when God does what you ask, when God manifests his power, don't forget to say thank you. You got to start thanking God. And you can thank God in advance. You can wait for God to do it and then thank him, but you can thank God in advance. You got to start thanking. You got to live with an attitude of gratitude where I'm going to continually give God praise from the rising of the sun to the going down of the same. The name of the Lord is worthy to be praised. Father, I will never cease to give you praise. I give you praise. Your praise shall continually be on my lips. I'm talking about giving God praise every day of your life, thanking him for everything, dreaming God-sized dreams. Listen, as, as we get ready for tomorrow, let me close out today. Dream God-sized dreams. Pray God-sized prayers. Don't limit yourself to the limits of your humanity. And it's okay to pray for things that only God can. Father, I'm praying for this and this is only what you can do. I know what the doctor said, but Father, come on now. Come on. There's nothing you can't do, God. You could, t- oh glory, you could touch this body. You could do this thing. You could turn this thing around. You can open this door. Come on, God. You could do it for me. I'm asking you, Father, in faith. Uh, you could do it. There's nothing you can, I believe God. I'm, I can see the invisible. I can believe the impossible. And then give God praise. Give God some praise. You you live with an attitude of, Father, I thank you for, for what you're doing in the life of my family. Thank you for my children. Thank you, Father, for what you're doing even now in this season. As I thank you, Father, as our children are getting ready to go to college. I thank, oh, thank, I'm team. Give God some praise. Live with that attitude. You, you develop this and you develop a lifestyle of doing this, and then I'm telling you that you will close out 2022 strong. You're going to head into 2023 strong. Say amen to that. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. I want you to get excited. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Genia, <laughs> Genia is a, a, a musician. If uh, if Genia was with me, she'd be playing right behind me. She she hits that Hammond B1 organ. I would have been preaching right there. Praise God. But give God some praise. Come on now. Let's close this message out with a declaration of faith. Speak this over your life. Say, Father, I thank you for teaching me about grace-based success. When I look at what you did through Daniel, it gives me hope. Daniel had a humanly impossible request. No human could do what King Nebuchadnezzar was asking for. But Daniel and his friends, they knew they were not limited to human power. They came to you, God, because you are a God with no limits. What is impossible for us is light work for you. Daniel and his friends, They prayed in faith from a position of grace, without a doubt, 
without wavering and you answered their prayers. You gave Daniel a vision. He was able to see the dream and also receive the interpretation of it. This was completely supernatural. What you did for Daniel adds fuel to my fire and hope to my heart. When the world says it can't help me, when the doctors have done all they can do, when the lawyers have tried all their tactics, when the world fails, you are still there, God, and you never fail. You did the impossible for Daniel, and I believe the impossible is possible for me. I pray in faith, from a position of grace, without wavering, without a doubt, and I believe I receive when I pray. I thank you in advance, Father. It's done on earth because I believe it's done in heaven. I am never hopeless because I'm never helpless. I have a God who is always with me. Therefore, greater is coming for me. I declare this by faith in Jesus' name. Amen. This is today's word. Tomorrow, there'll be another one. Please apply it and prosper. If you're not getting these messages, go to todaysword.org, click on the big red subscribe button. And once you do that, boom, you're going to get all my notes in your email inbox every day for free. You get them for free. So sign up and get the notes for free. Listen, I love you. God loves you too. I want you to have an amazing day. I want you to get your hopes up. I want you to dream God-sized dreams. I want you to believe what God believes about you. I want you to be inspired. Head into this day and head into this week with your heart open to the grace of God. Greater is coming for you. I'll see you tomorrow morning. God bless you. If you enjoyed this content and you would like to know more about our ministry or you would like to partner with us in what we're doing in the Caribbean, being a blessing to Haitian children in the Dominican Republic, then please go to ripministries.org. You'll be able to find out more information there. And if you'd like to make a donation, all the donations are tax deductible in the United States. A few months ago, the Lord impressed it upon my heart to set up a coaching and mentorship program. And Isabella and I set that up. And so now we make ourselves available on three different levels for those that want access to us and to learn things about maximizing your potential, increasing your personal productivity and fulfilling your life's purpose. If you're interested in that, go to patreon.com forward slash Rick Pena. And then lastly, I published a book and several journals, and we also have Grace Life gear. You can find all of that information at rickpina.co. Go to rickpina.co, and that's your one-stop shop to be able to access all of the products and apparel that we have available for you. Thank you for being a blessing to us, and we pray that we continue to be a blessing to you.